0: Everywhere I go, it seems that I'm encountering a chipmunk these days. I'm not kidding. I've got one that lives out on my patio, or I think it's one, and he or she pops her or his head out every morning when I go out to have my coffee. And then last week, I was driving down the road, and on three separate occasions, three different chipmunks ran out in front of me. Okay, so I'm now starting to pay attention. And just now, while I'm sitting here in my office and writing another podcast, I just saw one on my neighbor's porch. So I decided to stop and see what in the heck is going on. You see... I kind of think that spirit or God talks to me and maybe all of us in a variety of ways. And one of those ways that I feel like I get messages and insight is when I notice things are put in my path. It's I notice them and I kind of listen and then I wonder, I wonder what this means. And that's how I get real insights and directions, or at least that's that's what works for me. So like if music lyric gets stuck in my head or if people or places keep coming up in conversations, I pay attention and in this case it's chipmunks. Hi there I'm Sherry Honeycut from Life by Design and I'm so excited that you're listening to this podcast. I've created this podcast for people who are like me some days and go "Ugh, is this as good as life is going to get? I promise that what you gain in this 10 minutes or so with me will work faster than therapy, be more permanent than plastic surgery and way more satisfying than a mindless shopping trip to Target. On this podcast, we chat about ways to design your beautiful life on the inside and out. You can find out more about me and my work with Life by Design at sherryhoneycutt.com. C-H-E-R-I-H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T. So if you're ready to grab a cup of coffee or tea, let's get started clearing your mind, clearing the clutter, and clearing a path to the life that you've always intended. So chipmunks... So I went to the Goog and I looked them up to see what they might be symbolizing or what they might mean. And at the very first site that I came to, it said that chipmunks symbolize that something good is on the way. Well, I could have stopped right there because that was pretty exciting. Woo, I'll take it. But I went on to read, it said chipmunks, if your chipmunk is a spirit animal, it's a symbol that something good is on its way and that something wonderful that delights your heart and something that makes you smile and laugh is going to show up. Well, immediately I said, hell yeah, something good is coming. <laughs> and I did a little dance and I kept reading and it said, the spirit of chipmunk is very benevolent, granting wishes of the most treasured of our heart's desires. Well, oh boy, again, <laughs> I started to think about all the things I really wanted. You see the list of my list of wants is never too far away from my mind. And I kept on going. Chipmunk is a totem of friendship, preparation and abundance. Well, <laughs> all right, I like all three of those things. I loved friends and being prepared and who doesn't go a woohoo to abundance. So all of that I was loving. And I really did love as I was reading that being reminded that all of these things were there for me to have just by looking at this chipmunk. That was pretty fun. But in truth, does this mean something is really different right now because I'm seeing chipmunks? Do the chipmunks know something I don't know? <laughs> Have the wind shifted and greater and bigger things than usual are coming? Or is good stuff on its way all the time and I simply forget to be prepared and living in expectation? Do I fail to live in possibility and anticipation? And maybe that's what the chipmunks are here to tell me. That's really what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the fact that goodness is really there all the time. And what we have to do is shift the way we operate on a daily basis so that we see it. So why is it so easy for us to forget that good is here all the time? And if it's not here, it's maybe just simply around the corner. Why is it easier for us to get into the habit of waiting for something negative to surface, to derail us or throw us off our game? Why do we live so cautiously expecting the next bad thing to happen? Well, I don't really know. But I do know that we humans are far more likely to be living cautiously, wincing when things are hard and expecting the worst. Not everybody, but many Many, many of us do this. Maybe, maybe we were raised to be prepared for the hard times, or maybe it's a throwback to the depression and it's been handed down from generations or left over from the puritanical ancestors. Maybe it's because fear has just become our natural state. Maybe we as a people have over-focused on the negative or neglected looking for the positive. You just have to watch television to see evidence of this theory every day. Or maybe it's just all of these. Maybe it's just all of it. But here's what I do know. What we focus on is literally what we bring to us, what we attract. And I don't mean that we attract every little thing that's negative. We didn't attract a paper cut or a flat tire or that our favorite team lost the ball game. But I do believe on some level we're like magnets attracting to us what we think about on a larger, more global things like loneliness or lack or stuckness or confusion. I do believe that, that like attracts like. And if we're feeling or obsessing over being lonely, then we're going to be more distressed, which then causes us to behave in ways that isolate us. And then maybe we even become angry and bitter, which, guess what, pushes people away and we're more lonely. Well, the opposite is true too. Joyous, joyous moods attract others, people who are living in joy, and then that joy multiplies. So things matching your energy keep coming to you kind of like a magnet. It's why that the opposite is also true. Like attracts like. Our thoughts and our feelings are literally what bring good or bad to us. Well, you would think with the years and years and years of seeing this happen over and over and over and mounds of evidence to this effect, that we would be really careful about what we were thinking and feeling and we'd work hard to not have the negative stuff. <laughs> you would think that we would choose to be happy over negative thoughts, but we just don't. And I'm saying the collective we, I mean, individuals do this, but collectively we don't do this. Maybe, maybe we're hardwired this way or we're just really anchored in the belief. I don't know, but I do know that we have a choice. We do have a choice about what we're thinking and that goodness is really always there if we want to see it, if we expect to see it and we appreciate it. I believe in my soul that the things we really want are always out there for us. I believe this despite the days that I too walk around waiting for the other shoe to fall, as the saying goes. So how can we take this idea from my little chipmunk friends and up our game? How can we live like we expect goodness to show up? Well, I have three ideas. So here we go, the first one. Number one, you gotta know what you really, really want. Literally, what do you want right now in your life? If I came to you and said, what would make you so happy and that you would do a dance if you got it? Is it a prime parking space? Uh, what about a raise or more money or maybe an extra $200 to go to the concert you've been trying to figure out how to do or an opportunity to go somewhere for the weekend? What do you want right now? Or you can even go bigger. It's okay to think about big, big things. What if you want a new and exciting relationship or to quit your job and finally start your own business or maybe a pain-free body or a new car to be debt-free or a pair of jeans that don't bind? I give you permission to think big. What do you want? Because knowing what you want is the only way you will know when it shows up you've got to be super duper clear about what you want. Trust me on this one. Because if it's right in front of you, and the opportunity shows up, and it would be it would be amazing. What if you didn't even see it? Wouldn't that be awful? Because here's the thing, we see what we train our brain to see if we expect to see lack or something negative, we see that we're that powerful. But we can also train our brain to see the positive. Essentially, we decide what we're going to see and therefore what we're going to have in our life. So I'm going to ask you to do an experiment today. I want you to notice how many times you see tomatoes. I want you to notice tomatoes. You won't have to look for them. They're going to come to you. Tomatoes will show up and you're going to notice them. I promise you, tomatoes are in your future. I want you to see tomatoes. You got it? And I wager that this is going to show you just how easy, it really is easy to see what you want to see. So the first step in having more goodness in your life is knowing what goodness is to you. You got to know what you want so you can recognize it when it shows up. It begins by knowing exactly what you want. So I ask you again, what do you want? Now, my second idea, I want to throw at you is to live from a place of expectation. That means you expect you fully expect and plan to have what you want. I just told you uh, that you were going to see tomatoes in your future. I told you to expect to see tomatoes today. I didn't tell you to go look for tomatoes. That's not really necessary. I'm asking you to expect to see them. That's a subtle but powerful difference. Looking for something often requires that we're longing and hunting and foraging for what we want. But expecting to encounter what you want is way easier. It's also all that's really necessary. To live from a place of expecting to get what you want means being anchored in the knowing that what you want is there. It's already there and will appear. Those tomatoes that I've told you to notice, guess what? They're already out in the world. They're already in your future. They're already on the sides of semi trucks and on billboards and in pictures of menus and in the grocery store aisle. Those tomatoes are already there. I just want you to expect to see them. And then the third thing I want you to do, the third thing I encourage you to do to have more goodness is to have gratitude even before those things show up. You know what gratitude is. I don't need to go in that. It's that being thankful and it's easy, but it's also easy to overlook how important it is to be grateful. It's one of those things we have to practice, but stay with me here. If the goodness you want is really inevitable meaning it's already out there, then why not start having gratitude for it right now? Gratitude is like, is like superfood for the soul. It's like a kale salad with avocado and walnuts and salmon and a side of dark chocolate. <laughs> it's supercharged and power-packed. Gratitude ups our game and makes us super magnetic for things we want. And living from a place of gratitude speeds up the good stuff coming to us better relationships or better health, a more buoyant spirit, all the good stuff of life. Plus, it's just a much more pleasant place to live from. You begin by knowing what you want, what good things you really want in your life, then fully expecting it to show up starting right now with a grateful heart. Right now, right this minute. Because the chipmunks told me to tell you that something good is on its way to you. Something wonderful that delights your heart. Something that makes you smile and laugh. Did you get that? I hope so, because it's true. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. I hope you've at least found a pearl or two of wisdom, something that you can carry forward and do right now to help you have a more beautiful life. If this podcast has brought you something positive, I'd love for you to subscribe. However you listen to it, iTunes, Spotify, the more you subscribe and like it, the more other folks might find me and I get to do what delights my soul. Please stay in touch with me at sherryhoneycutt.com. I've got free gifts for you. I do coaching. My, I am here to help you in any way that I can. And always, always remember, you can have a beautiful life. You just have to clear your mind and clear your clutter so you can clear a path to the life you always intended. Until next time.